Hello again, and welcome to the podcast. It's Mondays with... Mike. And Mary. That's why we call this podcast... (laughs) Mondays with Mike and Mary. (laughs) Yeah, where we look back on our most recent coaching calls with the R-squared teams and pick out for you some of the highlights, some things that really stuck out and we hope will help you in your career and in your business as it has helped the people on the team who heard the parade of techniques and the ask the experts. And we usually start with a nifty idea, a parade of techniques. Did you have a good one this week? Well, I've got two. And so the first one, a nifty idea, is renew your R-squared membership because oh, it's yeah. coming up. And if you're not in R-squared, want to find out more about it, check our website, floydwickman.com. Give us a call. We've got five coaches. All of us would be happy to chat with you or at least any one of us would be happy to chat with you. Yes, I have a parade of techniques. Of course you do. So are you still in a hot market? Um, You know, historically, at least the last two years, there's some markets that have sort of slowed down come July, but we've got a lot of hot markets still going on. And I've got a student who shared the plan for hot market selling to get your sellers maximum dollars. You want to hear it? Yeah. All right. On Monday, with your board of realtors permission, you start promoting coming soon. Then on Thursday, when it goes into, well, or you could go into the MLS anytime, Wednesday or Thursday, but Thursday night after five is the first opportunity anyone has to get inside that house. So you can have appointments after five on Thursday night. Then on Saturday, you have an open house in the afternoon. And everybody you talk to from the beginning to the end, you tell them that the offers will be presented between 5 and 6 p.m., highest and best on Sunday. You meet with your sellers live. Your sellers already know they're coming to the office to look at offers fingers crossed, you get a bunch of them, (laughs) and use that extra time to call lenders and check the strength of prospective buyers. Very nice. A system. I like it. System. Mm -hmm. It's a great word. Yeah. Have you got a parade of techniques to share? Gosh. Well, this is kind of a reminder, Oh. but with a little twist, because I have a student who's wanted to put a pre-listing package together. For three years. Well, everyone should have a pre-listing package. Right. Right. And and this student has wanted to do that. Okay. For three years. Okay, I got it. And didn't get around to it. Hmm. So what she did was she set a goal. I'm going to have it done by our next call. She gave herself one week. Yeah. And enlisted the aid of someone else on the team and did a 590-10 session on putting together a pre-list package. You know, that 59010 can be used for anything to, to stop procrastination. If you want to clean your garage, you want to do your taxes, or you want to put together a buyer <laughs> or a pre-listing package, that's the way to do it. And she said, I made it uh, number one on my top five every day, <laughs> carried the damn thing around with me every day until it got done. And... Put it to bed. Now there are calls at eight o'clock. She put it to bed Friday morning at seven fifty-nine. Seriously? <laughs> yes. Oh and, my gosh. And here's the, the point. Not just a deadline, but she made a commitment. And here was the commitment. Okay. If I don't 
then I will pay for everybody's room at the business breakthrough. Oh my gosh. Yeah, which is thousands yeah. for a whole team of eight people. Yeah. Right? And uh by one minute managed to escape <laughs> having to do that. So yeah, put it on you. And if you don't, that's commitment. Yeah, right? I like it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was brilliant. And it got done. Yeah. So there you have it. Remember, Floyd used to call it a positive toothache. Carry it around with you. Remember wadding up a whole easel pad sheet with a goal on it and putting it in your stuffing it in your pocket and carrying that bulge around? Yeah, that's a positive toothache, a constant reminder. So well done. Pretty sweet. Hey, I've got an Ask the Experts question to share. Well, I have, we have a student who... Um, whose number one goal was to get to the closing. She's got two pending transactions uh -huh. and there's been challenges, you know, there's repairs and inspections and contractors. Well, both of these sellers made a decision. They agreed to do the repairs, but ever since it's been a nightmare. So they're calling her and saying, I can't get the contractor to show up. Oh yeah. I've got these problems. Contractors are scarce these days. Exactly. Oh, you got problems with a deal. How unusual. <laughs> so, so she's pushing them. She's yeah. pushing everybody, but it's just constantly wearing at her. A lot of complaining, a lot of whining, a lot of griping and, you know, pulling her into the transaction when they said they would handle it. Yeah. So that was her number one goal is how do I get these properties closed without losing my mind? How do I continue to prospect even though I've got these, these time wasters, these distractions, energy suckers. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 And I was reminded of what Gina Wickman used to say. What's that? Well, when he was the president of our company and a trainer would call him with a problem, he would say, all right, number seven. Yep. <laughs> and he had figured out that he averaged eight problems a day. So when he would greet each problem, he'd give it a number, mm -hmm. knowing there's a finite number of problems that I'm going to have to encounter today. And I think that attitude is is so huge that we are the problem solvers. That That is our job. And, you know, something you've been saying, and, and this is some of the advice that I gave her, is something you said a lot. You say often, Michael, you can only grow your business to the level that you can handle more problems. Yeah. And if if the problems are going to stop you and you become a self-stopper instead of a self-starter, if the problems stop you in your tracks, you're never going to go beyond what you're doing now. So get a grip, give it a number, understand it's all part of the plan, and you got to prospect. Protect your prospecting time. Yep. You know, something you said that was so brilliant, I've always thought, is you'll never be comfortable delegating if you can't stand mistakes. Oh, yeah. And you'll never be growing if you can't handle more problems. Yeah. Because they come with the deal. Yeah. And let's be problem preventers, too. You know, when you said earlier, system, with your systems in place, that prevents a lot of problems that you don't have to solve later on. Yeah, how many times have we heard advice given that if you leap to solve a problem, you end up 
you tend to do all the work yourself. And sometimes just letting yep. the problem sit for a little bit, someone else will jump in and do it or the problem will solve itself. So I'm not saying ignore them, but sometimes we're too quick to act and uh, our life would be easier if we weren't. Because there's no such thing as a real estate emergency. Oh, boy. Right? Yeah. And there's more than one person yeah. involved in this transaction, man. <laughs> All well, right. What you got? My Ask the Experts came out of last week's podcast where we talked about multiple offers. And this week, the Ask the Experts question was about what if I'm the listing agent? What should I be doing when I get multiple offers? Because oh. I want to maintain good co-broke relationships. And he got some great advice about here's what the how-tos and do's and don'ts when you get multiple offers as the listing agent. Oh, are you going to rattle them off? Yeah. Guess oh. guess which agent always wins in a multiple offer situation. Hmm, let me see. That would be the listing yeah. agent. Yeah. So there's always more money to be had. That was the first piece of advice he got. Oh. Yeah. Don't don't necessarily think, oh, they'll never come up. There's always more money to be had. Number two is get permission from the seller to ask for highest and best. When you get multiple offers, they might want to receive them right away. Call the sellers, go over and see them, Skype them, whatever, and get permission from them to go back to everybody and get their highest and best, which is a misnomer because the highest isn't always the best. That's exactly right. Yeah, get the highest and final. And then set a time get, for presenting. Wait, wait, not get the highest and final. It's get the best because highest isn't always best. True. All right. So anyway, I'm just listening yeah. critically. I didn't mean to. Set a time for when you're going to present all the offers and let everybody know who submitted an offer that if they don't submit their offer by this time, their original offer will be presented. So that gives everybody a chance to up. Somebody else uses showing time. And showing time, you can automatically notify not only everybody who's made an offer, but, but everybody who who's shown the, the property. house. Mm -hmm. Yes, past showing agents and everyone who has a showing scheduled. Maybe for after the presentation yep. time. Make sure you update the listing with the new deadline so everyone in MLS knows it. And then, I love this one, don't always ask them for their highest price. What's their highest guaranteed price? You know, what are they are they willing to guarantee a shortfall if the if the appraisal comes in lower than the price the buyers are paying? Right. Are they willing to guarantee by making up the difference? Right. And so that's And what's the specific dollar amount? How much over the appraised value are they willing to go? Or yeah. to what price? Yeah, that's very important. And that's why I interceded before because highest sometimes ends up getting renegotiated later and the seller wishes they'd taken a different offer. Yeah, because they got an 82-page inspection report. Right. Yeah. And then we wrapped up with this one, which is take all the offers that they didn't accept, make copies of them. White out the buyer's name and canvas that neighborhood because, man, you are the neighborhood hero now. You can say, I sold the house on the street, and here's all the people who want to live here. Who do you know who's thinking of selling? 
because we got buyers who are willing to pay to live on this street in your neighborhood. Be the hero. Take advantage of that leverage that you have. Wow. And yes, now is renewal time. So I want to ask you this. If we asked you to, would you be willing to refer R-squared coaching to friends, co-workers? Uh, thank you for saying yes, because I promise we'll treat them with the same care and concern and dedication that we treat you and your goals. And we'll never surprise them. We'll always keep you informed as to what happens. No pressure. Yeah. And by the way, would you do us a favor? Would you give them a call or shoot them a text or an email saying, hey, I've referred you to our R-squared coaching family because I think it's perfect for you. You'll probably be hearing from them. And then just send off their contact information to us. Sounds like a plan. Have a great week. Have a wonderful week.